You're listening to the Her Money Matters Podcast, Episode 23. Welcome to the Her Money Matters Podcast, the podcast to help you take control of your finances. Join your host, motivational money coach, Jen Hemphill, as she shares with you practical, simple money insights and real-life stories by women like you. Let's get to it. Hello, hello there, Her Money Matters listeners. This is Jen Hemphill. I'm so happy to have you here. It is definitely an exciting day here as I got an extra special guest or I think so, or I wouldn't have her on the show, right? And I have to tell you, she's a guest that I've wanted to have, and she's been on my dream list. So I have uh, two lists for potential guests. I have this dream list of guests, and I have another list. And on the dream list are people that I literally have no connections or and they just may say no, right? So I really wanted her on the show. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to step out of my comfort zone and ask the worst she can say is no. And guess what? She said yes. And I'm going to tell you about our guests. But before I do, I really can't forget to tell you this, especially if you have little ones around. I know I would appreciate knowing there will be some B-bombs as part uh, because it is part of her brand. You'll see why. So if you have little ones around, uh, I just want you to be aware of that because they come quick and they start with me in just a moment. <laughs> uh, so let me tell you about our guest. Her name is Denise Duffield Thomas, and she is a money mindset mentor for the new wave of online female entrepreneurs. Her best-selling books, Lucky Bitch and Get Rich Lucky Bitch, give a fresh and funny roadmap to create an outrageously successful life and business. Denise helps women release their fear of money, set premium prices for their services, and take back control over their finances. She is an award-winning speaker, author, and entrepreneur who helps women transform their economy class money mindset into a first-class life. Denise has so much stuff to share that I've actually, we've got a bonus audio where she gives us even more of an inside scoop in her life on how her and her husband manage their personal finances and some other good stuff. So I'll let you know how you can get hands on that at the end. And yes, I know I'm keeping you in suspense on what that is. But I want to share with you some highlights of the show so you know what to expect today. Denise is going to share uh, three lessons uh, that she wants to teach her daughter. And if you have kids, these are lessons you definitely want to listen to. And she also tells us about a typewriter that she got as a gift and what that taught her about money, plus a really funny story that has something to do with celebrity letters. You've got, you can't miss that one. Uh, She also shares why Oprah was her biggest influence around money. And she tells us what the one problem is that she would solve if she had a magic wand and how that involves you directly. And why as women, we need to step up around money and what this means for you. So let's go now and talk to Denise. Welcome, Denise, to the Her Money Matters podcast. I can't tell you enough how excited I am to have you here. 
Thanks, Jen. I'm excited as well because I know you've got some really juicy questions for me. And as you know, I really love talking about money. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Well, I have to tell you first that the first time that the mindset piece was open, I mean, my mind was open to the mindset piece, was with a book called The Secrets of the Millionaire Mind by T. Harv Eckerd. And I read this maybe two to three years ago. And let me tell you, I really had some growing pains, some revelations, some realizations about myself. But then I learned about you uh, in B-School back in 2014, because that's when I took B-School and have been following you ever since. I have have your book, um, Get Rich, Lucky Bitch. I've read that. Uh, I've took notes. I've applied some of your, you know, your formula. I've had success with it. So I just want to personally thank you for writing that book because it is definitely has made a difference in me personally. Aww. Thank you, Jen. That's so nice to hear. Oh, no, no problem. But enough about me, because I know our listeners are really wanting to know more about you. So you ready to dive in? I am. Absolutely. Perfect. Perfect. Well, we want to know a little more of the inside scoop about you. We know you're a rock star entrepreneur, and but we want to know about you, the wife, the mother, maybe something that you've never shared about yourself but are willing to. Oh, absolutely. I'm happy to go as juicy as you want me to, to go. Just take it away <laughs> however you want. Absolutely. Yeah, go for it. Well, let me – yeah, so just tell me uh, just something that you're just not – uh, that you're willing to share something that no one, you know, maybe you've never sure. shared. Let me think. Um, I, I'm a, I'm an introvert, which a lot of people know, but I think the thing that people don't really understand a lot about me is I'm actually not a shy person at all. I just like to spend a lot of alone time. And my hubby is very understanding of this. He knows how much alone time I need And the other thing that people don't probably know about at the moment is I'm starting to explore my woo-woo side a little bit. So I am starting to buy crystals. I'm doing a crystal. Yeah, I'm doing a crystal workshop on Saturday to learn more about crystals as a participant. And I have I'm not really like I haven't really spoken about that much yet with people. Yeah. Interesting, interesting. And tell us how did you grow up around money? Tell me that story. Yeah. So my mum was a single mum. She had me when she was 18 and she didn't have a great relationship with my dad that he was really young as well. So she was really a baby raising me, you know, and she was on welfare. So she got money from the government and I didn't really pay much attention to that for a long time because I was just, you know, like kids are most of the time you're happy. You don't really, um, I don't think you really pay much attention to money. And I remember my mom didn't really talk about money too much. Um, But I started to notice a few things when I was maybe about from eight onwards. And I would hear mom talk about not having enough money for food or for groceries. And I started feeling, I guess, then quite anxious about not having enough. You know, and a lot of the time when you uh, have experiences like that as a kid, you start to make up stories about it. And for me, it was, I'm never going to have enough. It's not enough. And actually, it wasn't just money stuff that that affected. That affected food for me as well. You know, I was definitely became an overeater from then. And that followed me into my adult life where I had to finish everything on my plate and I still never felt like it was enough. So, you know, we didn't, we didn't have a lot of money. And I think when 
when I was about 11 or 12, I made a decision that, that um, a very important decision that affected my life too, is my mom um, had a rich boyfriend and she ended up marrying him. And so we moved into his big mansion and their relationship was kind of on and off for the next couple of years. And we would move to the mansion and then they would break up and we would move back into a very small apartment. And I made a decision then that men have all the power and men have all the money. So that followed me around for a couple of years as well. So um, the interesting thing, though, that I find with women now when I talk to them about how they grew up around money, that there's actually no correlation to how much money you had as a kid and how good you are with money as an adult because we've all made up our own stories around money. And, you know, for good or bad, our experiences have definitely shaped how we feel about money as an adult. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, I'm curious about your daughter, Willow. She is so adorable. The pictures that you post on Instagram, she's just such a cutie. So with the experience that you've had had on so many women all over the world and your life experiences, what would you say are the top three lessons that you're maybe teaching right now or that you're going to be teaching her so she can be in control and fearless when it comes to money? Absolutely. Um, this is a really important thing for me right now, obviously, because I'm <laughs> thinking about it. I'm reading books about it. And what I noticed at first is I thought, oh, well, because I didn't grow up with it, with money and I, you know, my, I never thought about money. I'm going to go that extreme and like teach her about budgeting and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But the, I, what I realized is that's not the important lesson that most of us need to learn. So the lessons I want to teach her, one is you don't have to be perfect. I think that's a huge one. Because for for women, you know, I think a lot of that perfection can really tie us up around our money. It can derail us in business. Um, it can do, you know, really a lot of damage to ourselves when we feel like we have to be perfect. So the second lesson is just to learn that the most important thing is that she deeply and completely loves and accepts herself. And everything else can be fixed you know, everything else can come from that. And, you know, have you ever done EFT before? Actually, again? I have. And you know when you introduced, well, I've heard about it, but I was like, I'm not doing that. But when I read your book, I'm like, okay, I'm just going to do this because you said, you say throw everything at it, right? So exactly. I, I, I have. <laughs> and it, it definitely puts you at this peaceful, just a peaceful mindset. Well, exactly. That peacefulness is probably what I want to teach her more than anything. Because when you have that feeling in your gut that no matter what, you deeply and completely love and accept yourself, which is one of the mantras in emotional freedom technique, if people don't know, then it doesn't matter what happens because sometimes you might have lots of money, sometimes you might not have as much. But the constant is that feeling of peace that no matter what, you're going to be okay because you are okay. And I think that's actually way more important than, than any other skill in, in money mindset is that feeling that I, well, no matter what, I deeply and completely love and accept myself. It's huge. And then the third lesson, which is more about money, is that, that money is just a tool. Money doesn't say anything about yourself as a human being. Having money doesn't make you better than people who don't have money. Not having money doesn't make you morally superior to people who do, vice versa, you know, all that kind of stuff. Just to learn that money is a tool, a tool that you can use in lots of ways. Some people use it for good. Some people don't use it for good. But to not make up stories 
around her ability to earn it, to spend it, whatever. So those are the three lessons that she doesn't have to be perfect. This is lessons for all of us, by the way. Absolutely. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And this is the lessons for me. These are lessons I'm still learning all the time. Number two is the only important thing is that you deeply and completely love and accept yourself. And number three, that money is just a tool. Right. I love that. And the perfectionist that hits me right on the spot because I'm a recovering, working on it, perfectionist. And you're right. It puts you, it just stalls you from progressing further, from, you know, just growing as a person further. And I've, I've learned that lesson deep and hard for sure. Yeah, me too. I'm a Virgo, right? I don't know if you're a Virgo, but a lot of Virgos are perfectionists. But what I found that to be successful in business, it's it, perfection isn't as important as consistency. And we can all, yeah, we can all take consistent, imperfect action. And that's going to drive you forward much quicker. Right. I love that. I love those lessons. She is in good hands for sure. And what would you say is your best money memory? Oh, yes. Um, my mom bought me a typewriter for when I was, I think, my ninth or tenth birthday. And it was a little um, scale electric, you know, with a ribbon, everything, this beautiful little typewriter. And I loved that. That made me feel very, um, it made me feel very loved, but it really made me feel like, wow, this money can buy tools and you can use these tools in, and I have to admit, I didn't use them in the most um, ethical way. So funny story, funny story is that I used to forge celebrity uh, letters. Oh my gosh, that is at my school and charge them $5. (laughs) (laughs) An entrepreneur since the beginning, right? Yes. So that, that was a beautiful memory because I'm, you know, my mum used to buy me things like she didn't really get me, I don't think, with a lot of presents. And and that was the one thing I thought, wow, she really gets me. And, it, and I knew she had to save up for that. And it just it made me feel so great. I like that. I like that. And I know we tend to make purchases and some of them aren't not great purchases. So what would you say has been your worst purchase? <laughs> Well, I've I've made some terrible purchases, I'm sure. Oh, me too. One that re- <laughs> You're not alone. One, one that really sticks out, and I have no idea why I did this, but I used to work in a pizza shop when I was at university, and I would walk past this antique store every day, like an antique furniture, antique clothing, and there was this tuxedo in the window, and it was $200, and it was this antique, like vintage 1930s tuxedo. And for some reason, I just really wanted it. And so it's not so much it was a terrible purchase, but it was just one of those things I have no idea why I bought it. That is funny. I like that. (laughs) And what would you say are the challenges that you have around money? Now or? Yes, now. Because we're always working and progressing. For sure. So I think it's the opposite to the lessons I want to teach Willow. Sometimes I get um, into a place of feeling like I have to be perfect. So if I slip a little bit with my money tracking, which I Before we jump into today's content, keep your ears peeled for a unique reveal I'll be sharing midway through the show. It's something special just for you. 
recommend everyone does, mm-hmm. or if I miss a bill or something like that, you know, I really start to beat myself up over it and, and, and forget that it's not about being perf- perfect. The other thing is thinking that other people are perfect with their money. So, um, you know, like I've got an accountant and a financial team now mm-hmm. as well. And, and sometimes when I meet with them, I think, oh, they're going to think I'm a fraud. You know, they're going to think uh, that I don't know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for yeah. sure. So it's a constant reminding of myself that I don't have to be perfect, that, um, you know, I deeply and completely love and accept myself. And I think that's the only thing really that I, that I struggle with now. I know I can make it, right. um, you know, and just the, that little, sometimes a little feeling of guilt and re- reminding myself, it's like, no, it's okay. You can afford to buy stuff. You're allowed to buy things. And I think that, again, comes from childhood because, you know, when I was a kid, my mum could only afford like one thing at a time and it was like one school skirt and if you – I had to wear it until it was really super tight, you know, and like Mm. one pair of school shoes. And so that is such an ingrained thing in you sometimes that sometimes I'm like, am I allowed to buy another pair of yoga pants? I've got, you know, I've got some. You know, and it's just giving yourself permission to have what you want beyond your basic needs is something that that I work on, even though I have a lot of money in the bank now. Um, I have to constantly remind myself that because it's so ingrained. Right. And then you hit two points or you hit a point that I, I love giving yourself permission. And then also you talk about guilt and that's something I'm sure you've seen as women is just a common theme. We We take care of everybody else before us. But we feel guilty in treating ourselves and just, you know, some small luxuries, whatever the case may be. But we have that guilt. Uh, We tend to uh, do that a lot as women. Don't you agree? A hundred percent. And I think that's something that I work on all the time. because It does come up. Absolutely. Absolutely. And who would you say influenced you most in the area of money? Um. I think it's Oprah and not because, not because she actually talks about money a lot. And it's interesting listening to some of her um, books and audios because she very early on had a sense that I'm allowed to get paid for what I worth, um, what I'm worth. And even when she was a TV anchor, I think she had a very good sense of herself um, in, in that, but it's more who she exposed me to. Okay. And when I watched her show as a teenager and she would have Susie Orman on or Jean Chatsky or, you know, any of those like Dave Ramsey, she really was the catalyst for me to learn more about money and to, um, and to study money because I don't think I would have been as interested in personal development if not for Oprah. That's that's a neat story. Now that leads into the next question perfectly because the next question I was going to ask you is who is your favorite money guru? Oh, juicy, juicy. There are so many and I, I have to say I don't have a favorite because I think it changes throughout your life. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Susie Orman was great for me when I was first starting out and learning about money and um, and then Dave Ramsey was wonderful when I was trying to get out of debt. Mm-hmm. And um, a book that I read recently, um, I can't remember the, the name of the guy, but the book is called um, uh, The Opposite of Spoiled. And it's okay. about raising kids with awareness and things like that. So I think I'm going to have to look one, that up. Yeah, it's a really um, it's a great book. And then um, the Millionaire Next Door series, mm-hmm. um, I think that's Thomas Stanley, but just off the top of my head. But 
I think your money guru or your money, it, it really depends on what stage you're at. And it's really important to look around and think, what do I need right now in my money? Do I need investment advice or do I need to get out of debt or do I just need inspiration and and look for the right person? Because I don't think there's one guru that fits all of those, ticks all of those boxes. No, you're right. You're right. And it's funny. You, you're definitely right. I agree because I know when I started this money journey, I started with Susie, Susie Orman. And then yeah. I progressed to Dave Ramsey. Uh, and you're right, it just really depends on what you're working on financially at the moment. Yeah. Yep. And what is the first money book that you read? Because you mentioned Sue Zorman. I don't know if there was one prior to that or. Wow, that's a, that's really hard to remember because <laughs> I started reading. No, it really is. I started reading personal development books um, when I was about 14. Wow. And I, I very clearly remember the first personal development book that I ever read, which was The Magic of Believing okay. by Claude M. Bristol. And um, that wasn't so much about money, but it was about kind of um, the, the words that you speak out aloud. And it's really about the law of attraction, but he never talks about the law of attraction. And then I started reading some of the other um, old school books, like How to Win Friends and Influence People. Mm-hmm. And even just those kind of books did change my thoughts feelings about money because I realized that I had bigger goals um, than just, you know, my town and and where I lived. And I knew that I had to, that money was going to help me achieve those goals and changing the way I felt and thought and changing my goals would help me achieve that. So I can't remember the very first specifically, you know, the specific book about money, but I know those ones really did change my views on just success in general. And if you could wave your magic wand, what would be the one thing you would change for women so they live that first class life that you talk about all the time? It's very, very simple. It's giving up the guilt, giving up the guilt. Yes. And probably one of the hardest things to do, but yes. (laughs) It is like guilt around hiring an assistant, you know, guilt around maybe getting some childcare for your kids so you can have some dedicated time in your business, guilt around asking your husband or your partner or your family member to help so you can dedicate some work time. Maybe it's guilt around, um, for me, the most recent one was um, getting a food delivery service because I was like, I'm not cooking, you know, and I feel like I should, but I don't want to and I don't have the time I don't want to dedicate the time to it. So I had to give up the guilt around spending the money on something and it would help us and make our lives more convenient. Maybe it's the guilt around getting a cleaner so you don't have mm-hmm. to spend you know, that time where you should be working on your, your book or your blog, um, spending that time cleaning. It's like ridiculous. So that's the biggest thing. I think if women, um, if we gave ourselves permission to give up the guilt, mm-hmm. the world would freaking change so quickly things would absolutely start to shift. We would just revolutionize um, the planet. I agree. And you said it, the permission that you talked about too, because you have to give yourself that permission to do what you want to do and to be able to get rid of that guilt. I love that. And Denise, as you know, this podcast is all about making money simple and taking control of it. So how would you finish this sentence? Her money matters because... The planet needs us. Oh, absolutely. I love that. (laughs) I absolutely love that. It's as simple as that, girls, like, and ladies, women listening. 
Um, if we can, we, we're very lucky. All of us listening are probably, you know, living in a Western country. We've got food to eat, you know, we're, we're very privileged. And because we can, we should, because we owe it to our sisters around the world to be empowered around money. When you make money, you will be able to help other women. You'll be able to employ other women. You'll be able to donate to causes that inspire you, that change the world. Um, it will change the next generation of women as well. So I think it's more important than, than just saying, oh, let's do it so we can buy shoes or whatever. It's like, no, the planet needs us to step up in every way possible, especially around money. That was so beautiful and power and just powerful. Uh, thank you for saying that. And I really want to thank you for being here, Denise. So tell us where is the best place for people to find you and learn more about you? The simplest, easiest way is to go to my page, luckybitch.com, and check out some of my resources. Um, if you're interested in the money blocks conversation, I've got um, an audio that's very easy to listen to. And I talk about seven money blocks, and that's at luckybitch.com slash blocks. And they it's a great way to start. And definitely some good resources because I have downloaded and I've listened to those audios. So definitely check those out. Well, thanks again for being here, Denise. It's been a pleasure of meeting you, obviously virtually, and getting to talk to you and getting to know you. Thanks, Jen. I appreciate it. And you know, for everyone listening, today is your lucky day. Go and take some action. There's never been a better time. Absolutely. Thanks again, Denise. Thanks, Thanks Jen. Oh my goodness. Is your mind still spinning? Wasn't Denise just awesome? I hope you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed chatting with her. If this is your first time listening to her or this was your first introduction to her, I am sure you are just in awe. And if this is not your first time listening, I'm sure you're just completely still in love, a huge fan of Denise as we all are. So real quick, I wanted to give a shout out to someone who gave some really kind words uh, for the show on iTunes. Those reviews, as much of a pain as they are to submit and, re and put in iTunes, are really what drives the visibility of the show. So I really always appreciate them. So this listener says, great show. And it comes from Elite. Eliza, or maybe Eliza. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing your name right. Let me know. Uh, and she says, Jen has the ability to make you feel like she's your real life friend who happens to be a money professional. I really enjoy those podcasts and her take on money matters. The interviews so far have been great as well. I look forward to the future guests. Well, thank you so much. I am so glad that you feel comfortable with me and are enjoying the show. I really appreciate those kind words. They mean a lot. So I wanted to tell you, as you already feel, there were so many golden moments in this episode. And if I had to choose just one, for me, it would have to be at the end, towards the end, she was uh, finishing up the phrase of her money matters because, and she said, because the planet needs us. And I wholeheartedly agree. I never thought about, oh, you, we just take ourselves for granted, I think sometimes. And, but I wholeheartedly, wholeheartedly agree because this really does go beyond buying shoes, as she says. Uh, we get, um, so stuck in our own lives that we forget others are not so lucky. I, and, and it hit me. I'm like, that's why lucky is a part of her name <laughs> uh, because of these sentiments and these thoughts that she has. 
And uh, being fearless, being empowered around money goes beyond paying debt, beyond saving money. Yes, you got to take care of you because you can't take care of others unless you take care of you first, right? It's just kind of like on the plane, they tell you to put your oxygen mask on first before you put it on others. But don't get stuck in the I don't have this or the frustrations in your life around money. Let's maneuver around, you know, let's maneuver through this, not around I want to maneuver through this together. This is one of the big reasons why I created this podcast. Because seriously, at the end of the day, you are an influence to more people than you know. People are always watching. And of course, I'm really not saying this uh, to put stress on you by any means, but just to give you something to think about. And you really can thank Denise for those deep thoughts. So I want to hear from you. Tell me what is your biggest takeaway from our time with Denise. Make sure to leave me a note in the comments uh, in today's show notes. So that is a wrap for today. I really wanted to thank Denise for joining us, for being transparent, for sharing such a great story, her insights and her wisdom. And there are two ways to grab the audio, the bonus audio where she shares if she's the money manager in her home, how her and her husband uh, manage their personal finances. And she gives us a scoop of her favorite money app and something that's soon to come. So one way to do that is to text the word lucky bee. So B is in the bees that make the honey. So L-U-C-K-Y-B-E-E, all one word. So you text lucky bee to 33444. And it'll text you back and ask you to submit your email and then you put your email and you'll immediately receive your audio. Of course, please do this when you're not driving by any means. Or you can simply go to today's show notes. And this is also for my international listeners because you won't be able to text in. Uh, You can go to jenhempel.com forward slash 23 and just scroll down to where it says resources for this episode and you will find the link there. And I just want to remind you that you can also uh, in the show notes find uh, where to find Denise. Uh, there are There is a transcript and other links. Again, you can go to jenhempill.com forward slash 23 to get all that good stuff. So thanks again for tuning in. I really, really appreciate you. And I'll talk to you again next Thursday.